0: Coming to you from a cozy little condo, high atop old Fort Ward, Atlanta. Welcome Welcome to The Ron Show on America One Radio. Here's your host, Ron Roberts.
1: All right, heading into what looks like a lovely weekend, at least in North Georgia. Hopefully it's the same wherever you are. Thank you for joining us on The Ron Show. Uh, Thursday night, our new speaker of the house, Maga Mike. And we're not giving him that nickname. That's the nickname folks in the house had already given him. MAGA Mike Johnson, the new Speaker of the House, got the opportunity to have a nice little sit-down softball sesh with Sean Hannity. And uh, on the throes of the mass shooting in Maine, by the way, killer still at large as we go to put this show out. Uh, the first question that comes to mind is about gun control, which we we already kind of know they're not going to go for right?
2: Anyway, take a listen to this exchange. And this happens with almost every shooting incident. The immediate the call by the left in this country, we need more gun laws, we need more legislation. Yeah. What's your answer to that? At
3: the end of the day, it's, the problem is the human heart. It's not guns, it's not the weapons. At the end of the day, we have to protect the, the right of the citizens to protect themselves, and that's the Second Amendment. And that's why our party stands so strongly for that. I agree with the comments of, of your guests there. This is not the time to be talking about legislation. We're in the middle of that crisis right now. Uh, But I just want you to know, and I want the American people to know, that all the members of the House here are deeply concerned about the families involved and everyone. And we we pray for the law enforcement officers that are doing that hard job tonight that most people do not have the uh, bravery to do. It's never the time to discuss
1: legislation to curb gun violence. You ever notice that? It's never the time. And I don't know what the appropriate time is, how long we have to wait. Uh, Do we have to wait for crime scenes to be cleaned up? Do we have to wait for all the bodies to be identified? I We never seem to have the right time. And I, I would say, well, maybe we should wait an appropriate number of days. But the problem is, in this country, if you set an appropriate number of days, chances are, unfortunately, chances are, there will be another mass shooting before that appropriate number of days. So... There just doesn't seem to be an appropriate time. Sean Hannity wanted to follow up and asked if there's any sort of gun legislation that the new Speaker of the House might be open to. Is there
2: any any specific gun law that you would look at or any new legislation you would look at?
3: Well, been on the job for 48 hours. We'll see. I mean, there'll be lots of discussion as there are after these heartbreaking tragedies. But your point is well taken. I mean... You know, in Europe uh, and in other places, they oh use God. vehicles to mow down crowds oh and God. parades where they've done that here in the United States. It, it's it's not the weapon. It's the underlying problem. I, I believe we have to address the root problems of these things. And mental health, obviously, as in this case, is a big issue. And we've got to seriously address that as a society and as a government. And, and there's lots of measures pending on that as well.
1: Except that the GOP constantly attacks mental health funding. It's They never follow up that rhetoric with dollars. I mean, if anything, with upwards of two-thirds of those incarcerated in this country either dealing with physical or mental disabilities, that seems to be the only way you get funding for dealing with the mental health crisis. You have to get locked up to get any sort of treatment options in a Republican mindset. I saw that uh, the social media sensation Randy Rainbow had to share his thoughts and prayers musical number again and i'm sure we're all tired of seeing it on social media but uh, let's take a listen to it be- because this is all we're getting again from the geo thoughts and prayers it's too soon to talk can't do anything about it randy take it away are we on back
0: in five
1: all right let's go and three two.
0: Three. we are back and i'm joined now by this fucking guy senator cruz Uh. Gun violence has become an epidemic in this country, yet your party continues to offer
2: little more than thoughts and… Look, look, all of us have had people who've lost loved ones, and then the first thing you do when someone has lost a loved one is you reach out and say, hey, I'm lifting you up in prayer. I'm praying for you,
1: your family. Yeah, that's cute. But
0: with all due respect, prayers don't stop these horrific tragedies. And should you really be sending out any more thoughts? I mean, you barely have any coming in to begin with.
1: (laughs) Because you're dumb and the modern-day left is, is more and more extreme. They have this bizarre antipathy to, to God and to prayer. Well, it
0: seems the modern-day right is more interested in firearms than in children's safety, veterans, health care, you know, fashion and moisturizing, mm. obviously. Mm-hmm. But the Democrats' proposal every time is always the same, which is take away guns. Damn, it's scary. Just to check the news on your phone When we're living in a war zone What, again? Jeez, not again, please How can there be such nonchalance From Republicans Here they come again with their favorite response Thoughts and prayers Tweet your corny last respects Screw the laws and background checks Who needs common sense? Sing a psalm like Pence Thoughts and prayers that would be appropriate if they all were running hallmarks. So thoughts and prayers won't save our lives. So go shove your... May God's peace be with you. This whole country's in the What would Jesus post on Twitter? Every day looks like a scene from Private Ryan. What they're selling, I ain't buying.
3: Here's a situation. It's the gun-free school zones.
1: Those are the biggest problems. That ain't
0: it, girl. Cut the shit, girl. Seems this playbook's the GOP. <laughs> open fire and cue the choir. And Lindsay's back on his knees for <laughs> thoughts and prayer. Who needs rational reform? Guess this nightmare's just the norm While they're taking shots Just think happy thoughts Talk your wares When you'd rather please your base And you're up the NRA's And Thoughts thoughts. And prayers prayers. Do not not Save lives Try God
2: I'm not gonna apologize for thoughts or prayers.
0: Legislation. Honey, what a waste. Gross inaction can gain you traction if you just copy and paste mm. more thoughts and prayers. When the problem's getting worse, quote your favorite Bible verse. So, compassion is so in fashion because no one dog and and pony pony show. Keep your holy rosary on the shelf. Thoughts thoughts and prayers. prayers. Do not not save lives. Thoughts thoughts and and prayers.
2: May God's peace
0: be with you. Because you're dumb.
1: By the way, in case you're wondering, I gave that a retweet or a, are we calling it a reX x now? Uh, whatever. On Twitter, X, uh, at Ron Show ATL. Okay, so let's move on back to uh, Mike Johnson's big Q&A, the softball toss with Sean Hannity.
2: Does Mike Johnson even like Joe Biden, President of the United States? I ask you, you had a bipartisan briefing with President Biden. Hakeem Jeffries were there. Other Other leaders were there. You got a phone call from President Biden. Um, tell us about it. How'd it go?
3: Well, I actually had a, a, a visit with the president at the White House today for about 15 minutes or 15 or 20 minutes. Uh, the other parties were running late, so it was he and I sitting there together. Um, it was a meet and greet. Um, I'd only met him once before. Uh, it was cordial and pleasant. Um, I have no problem with with uh, President Biden as an individual, right? You respect the office. It's a biblical admonition that you give honor where honor is due, and that's the, mm. the honest, the respect that we have for the office. But he and I uh, disagree on almost no policy. So we didn't get into that too much today, Sean, but there'll be time for that in the days ahead.
1: So wait a minute. First of all, it's notable that the guy who was uh, pretty much at the at the head of the election denialism push actually called Biden the president and uh, showed some biblical sense of responsibility, I guess, to honoring the person who holds the office. Sean, of course, didn't want to follow up on ask. So you, you, you will say for the record that he won the 2020 election fairly. No, Sean's not going to ask that. Sean Hannity, come on! Now that he's done saying nice things about Joe Biden, though, Sean has
2: to pivot to this. Do you see in Joe Biden a cognitive decline, and if so, is that a danger to the country? <laughs>
3: I do. I think most of us do. That's reality. It's, this is not a personal slight to him. It, it has to do with, with age and acumen, and everyone's different. Everyone ages differently. Oh, yeah. Clearly, if you look at a tape of Joe Biden making an argument in the Senate Judiciary Committee a few years ago, and you, you see a speech that he delivers now, there's a difference. Um, again, I mean, it's, it's not a, a personal insult to him. It's just reality. And-
1: Naturally, Sean didn't want to follow up and ask him, so the presumptive nominee of the GOP is just a couple of years younger than Joe Biden, and you're concerned about Joe Biden's cognitive decline? Are you concerned about the former president and presumed nominee for the 2024 GOP nomination? Are you concerned about his cognitive decline? That would have been a great follow-up, Sean. A fantastic follow-up on a fair and balanced Fox News channel. But instead
3: of Sean asking that question, obviously we've got to talk about Biden's impeachment. It's a real problem. That's the reason that we shifted into the impeachment inquiry stage on the president himself because if, if in fact, all the evidence leads to where we believe it will, what evidence? that's very likely impeachable offenses. You know, that's listed as a cause for impeachment in the Constitution. You know, bribery and, and uh, other high crimes and misdemeanors, bribery is listed there. And, and uh, it looks and smells a lot like that. And mm. I think the evidence, we're going to follow the truth where it leads. We're going to engage in due process because, again, we're the rule of law party. Yeah. I know people yeah. are getting anxious and they're, they're getting... Getting restless And they just want somebody to be impeached. But that's not we don't do that like the other team. We have to Th- we have to base it upon the evidence and the evidence is coming together. We'll see where it leads.
1: The way did he just say with his uh, multiply impeached former president now under indictment in several different theaters of court that they are the law and order in party uh, party while also calling all of the things that Donald Trump is indicted for just a vast batch of witch hunts. Really? That's um, oh, that's that's pretty interesting. Uh, we, we keep waiting on this evidence to come up, and yet we, we just can't seem to get any of this evidence to be shown that there's some cause for concern that the current president of the United States, Joseph R. Biden, had been bribed, ironically, while not in office, but okay, all right, so there's lots more from that interview last night to dive into. We will get into that into the second segment. Uh, Johnson's religiosity, uh, Israel and Palestine, Ukrainian aid. Uh, does George Santos get to stay in office? Yeah, that's become a thing now. Like there, there's some, there's some noise that George Santos may not survive uh, November. <laughs> In the uh, House of Representatives. Uh, Let's see, what else does he talk about? Abortion. And oh my gosh, dude spilled a lot of ink in the early 2000s about the homosexual and the homosexuality and the acts thereof. And someone who isn't a homosexual spent an awful lot of time thinking and talking and putting his hands on keyboards and sturdy pens to write things about homosexuality. Hmm. Anyway, uh, we will dive into all of that and more. Also later in the show, if you haven't read it yet, Patricia Murphy writes a scathing op-ed uh, on the heels of Lieutenant Governor Burt Jones, insisting that teachers should get a little extra money for packing heat. All that and more when The Ron Show returns on the America One Radio app, americanradio.com or wherever you podcast. Welcome back to The Ron Show. Sean Hannity had our new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, on Thursday night. This is the Mike Johnson who in the early 2000s was writing op-eds wherever he could get them accepted and printed, uh, where he called things like same-sex marriage a dark harbinger of chaos, suggesting it could lead to people marrying their pets. Listen, I'm I'm a gay man. I'm about to be 50 in February. I remember this sort of stuff. Not I'm saying I don't remember his op-eds because I didn't read that sort of stuff. But I do remember that was always the slippery slope argument. And listen, I love my cats, but I don't want to marry. No, why would you marry? They're, they're my kids. Herschel is my son. Dooley is my daughter. I don't want to marry them. And I don't want them to marry each other either because they're siblings. That would be gross, right? I have a spray bottle to keep. No, they actually both fixed, So don't worry about that. <laughs> you went there though, didn't you? Ugh. Anyway, no, they're siblings. And I know in some pockets of the South that might be okay, but not in my house. Actually, Herschel... Herschel came about three or four months before we found Dooley. I found Dooley in, in a parking lot. She was like a little three week, four week old kid, just a tiny little baby and automatically didn't like her. Didn't like me for bringing her home. And so our relationship, what are you listening to me talk about anyway? Um. So yeah, uh, the Mike Johnson homosexuality stuff, Sean Hannity did want to bring that
2: up. Comments you had made both in writing and advocacy for this group about homosexuality, calling it sinful, destructive, um, and and not supporting gay marriage. Um, quote, no clear right to sodomy in the Constitution. You have been getting hammered on this. Yeah. And I wanna ask you about it. I wanna know exactly You know, where you stand? Some of these comments were 15 years ago.
3: I don't even remember some of them. I I was a litigator that was called upon to defend the state marriage amendments. If you remember back in the early 2000s, I think it was over 35 states, somewhere in that number, that the the people went to the ballot in their respective states and they amended their state constitutions to say marriage is one man, one woman. Well, I was a religious liberty defense lawyer and I was called to go in and defend those cases in the courts. Let me me state this very clearly and, and there's been questions about this. Let me say where I am. Anybody that knows me will tell you this is true. I am a rule of law guy. I made a a career defending the rule of law. I respect the rule of law. When the Supreme Court issued the Obergefell opinion, that became the law of the land, okay? I respect the rule of law, but I also genuinely love all people, regardless of their lifestyle choices. This is not about the people themselves. I I am a Bible-believing Christian. Someone asked me today in the media, they said, it's curious, people are curious, what does Mike Johnson think about any issue under the sun? I said, well, Go pick up a Bible off your shelf and read it. That's that's my worldview. That's what I believe. Instead that's I make your no personal powers. worldview. That's my personal worldview. The, the Bible is his personal
1: worldview, y'all. The Bible. Uh, can, can I just also tell you, as a gay man, uh, I cannot stand. I cringe any time some heterosexual conservative politician calls what I live to be as myself as a lifestyle choice. Like he made a lifestyle choice. Uh, in middle school or high school when he first started having the butterflies in the belly when he looked at a girl, right? That was a lifestyle choice. I I always love to posit, to ask someone when they use the term lifestyle choice, oh, it was a choice. I'm trying to remember when I made the choice to be attracted to what I was attracted to. When was it for you? When was it it could have gone either way? At what point did you make the conscious choice to bury, to suppress your attraction to people of the same gender, Speaker Johnson. Hmm. Megan McCain, of all people, tweeting, so we just elected a raging homophobe to speaker? Question mark. Way to break stereotypes and went over hearts and minds. He's right. He wrote amicus briefs in the early 2000s working as an attorney and spokesperson for the Evangelical Christian Legal Group Alliance Defense Fund, which is now known as Alliance Defending Freedom. The ADF, for decades, designated a hate group by the Southern Poverty Law Center. By the way, a designation that they dispute. Anyway, they used to spearhead legal efforts to criminalize same-sex sexual activity to block efforts to legalize same-sex marriage and allow for businesses to deny service to LGBTQ people. Did he not just say love everybody, but don't serve everybody? And of course, to ban transgender people from using bathrooms that correspond with their gender identities, which I have to point out is just sort of an absurd thought because, all right, ladies, say you're going to the restroom and uh, my softball teammate Jackson comes in there full of facial hair to use that same restroom. Oh, by the way, Jackson uh, was was born biologically a female. So, um, well, I mean, that's the bathroom that Jackson has to use under the uh, tight purview uh, of the conservative uh, Mike Johnson and uh, his party. And, and that's the way they think, that Jackson is supposed to use the ladies' room, despite the fact that, I'm telling you, Jackson's a dude. Jackson, in fact, Jackson's a hell of a dude. A hell of a shortstop, all-around good baller, a, a fantastic father. But Jackson, according to Mike Johnson and biblical principles, would have to straddle on into the ladies room where Jackson wouldn't find a urinal, but would have to take us. A... I mean, that's what they want, right? That, that is what they want. I have interviewed a trans man on this show in the early weeks of this show about a year ago, as a matter of fact. My friend Brock was on this show and brought up that very scenario. In fact, was in trouble and I think maybe lost a job over. I'm trying to remember the interview. I guess I could pull it up if I had time. Unfortunately, we're running uh, on a tight deadline today. Yeah, uh, Brock was like, "Uh, yeah, I used the restroom that I felt was most appropriate because my name is Brock. Look at me. Also with facial hair. And I'm just saying, ladies, what would you be more comfortable with, and dudes, why would you have a problem? Uh, see, I'm just trying to understand. Make it make sense, I guess, is the point I'm trying to get to. Make it make sense.
3: Moving on, Mike Johnson on abortion. The abortion issue is different. The, the table was just reset, with Dobbs' opinion overturned Roe, which I thought was one of the worst, probably the worst, uh, Supreme Court opinion. Roe v most, Wade. Roe v Wade, yes. The, mm-hmm. the most erroneous court opinion that had been So issued. you
2: like it back, you like the states
3: to decide? We argued my entire career for 25 years that the states should have the right to do this. There's no national consensus among the people on what to do with that that issue on a federal level mm. for certain. this We have such big priorities in this moment right now, Sean. We have Israel being attacked. We have unrest we have the Ukraine situation we've got to deal with we have China being aggressive we have Iran with all the meddling and China, Russia, and Iran working together. This is a dangerous time. The economy is in the tank, the borders overrun, people are dying from fentanyl poisoning, all of these issues. These are the, the frontline matters that we, that have our attention right now and the rest of these things, they're just using for political attacks.
1: Hang on a second, wait a minute. After seeing for 40 years that the GOP used abortion for political attacks, now the dog caught the car and they don't want to talk. Did you see how he literally, like, he, this was about a 55 second clip and after 25 seconds, he didn't want to talk about abortion. Anymore or you wanted to move on to, what was it, fentanyl and Israel and all, all the other stuff? Uh, what? Wait, hang on. Where are you going, Mike? Uh, stand by, actually. We have to take a break and come back, and then we'll come back with more of uh, Mike and Sean Hannity. When the Ron Show returns on the America One Radio app, americaoneradio.com, we'll review podcast. Broadcasting
0: five days a week to make common sense common again. This, this is the Ron Show on America One Radio.
1: <sighs> Big sports weekend and... World Series starts and our team's not involved, but listen, Georgia-Florida's a big deal, and uh, I don't know, am I just so scarred as a Georgia fan of the 80s, 90s, 2000s to now that like I'm a little worried about this Florida game? I shouldn't be, right? But uh, weird things happen in Jacksonville. Weather's going to be gorgeous. Like in the 80s, it'll be kind of crazily warm, uh, as it is here as well. See, between that and your first place, Atlanta Falcons. That sounds funny. Uh, your first place, Atlanta Falcons, on the road, uh, and I believe that they're favored on the on the road against the uh, Tennessee Titans. Starting a new quarter. You did not come here to listen to sports. I'm just telling you. Like uh, I'm excited about the football this weekend. I got a couple of softball games Saturday morning as well. I've got some houses to show. I mean it's 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 going to be a busy weekend for me. Uh, hopefully uh, you're out and enjoying this beautiful. Oh, I even have a hike I'm going on Sunday. I have never been, What? Wait, hang on, let me find out what the name of this park was. I have never been to this park in Stone Mountain, Yellow River Park, Stone Mountain. I'm kind of looking forward to that, not going to lie. Uh, so Thursday night, our new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson, sat down, cozy little soft discussion with Sean Hannity. Uh, he of the fair and balanced Fox News channel. Let's see what did we discover so far about. I mean, we really. I don't feel like there's anything groundbreaking we learned about Mike Johnson. He's not exactly cut from a different cloth than your prototypical 21st century Republican. Um, let's see. We uh, we're going to impeach Joe Biden, or at least he believes that there's reason to look into impeaching Joe Biden. Uh, he believes in the rule of law because he doesn't want he wants to soft soft walk around uh, the LGBTQ issues that uh, came up initially with some writings he did while an attorney for the uh, Alliance Defending Freedom, except for the freedom to marry whom you loved. Uh, so that's established law now. He's okay with that. Oh, but the established law Roe v. Wade. Ooh, that was bad law. So Dobbs was good. Yay. Uh, let's see what else. Um, oh, I think we can also dive into now how he's going to handle the call for aid to Israel and Ukraine. How's
2: he going to do that? I have some criticisms about the issue of Ukraine. Number one, if you're going to fight a war, you should fight it to win it. I thought the president made a horrible mistake by denying MiGs that were offered by Poland. I think the president made a horrible mistake trying to put handcuffs on the Ukrainian army led by Zelensky uh, on the issue of how they will fight and what weapons they can and cannot use like cluster bombs. Um, I don't like the fact that Europe doesn't pay their fair share. So they've got 78 billion. He wants another 61 billion. How will you deal with the issues that he, he wants to tie all of these issues together, which now gets into the budgetary process? How, will you go issue by issue?
3: I told the staff at the White House today that our consensus among House Republicans is that we need to bifurcate those issues. I agree with your assessment in Ukraine, and that's why the American people are demanding some real accountability for the use of those dollars. Now, we can't allow Vladimir Putin to prevail in Ukraine because I don't believe it would stop there, and it would probably encourage and empower China to perhaps make a move on Taiwan. We have these concerns. Um, we're, we're not going to abandon them, but we have a responsibility, a stewardship responsibility over the precious treasure of the American people. And we have to make sure that the White House is providing the people with some accountability for the dollars. And we want to know. All
1: right. First of all, I got to push back on Sean Hannity's claim that Europe's not doing its fair share. First of all, uh, Ukraine is mostly uh, in or bordering Europe. And um, so Europe is the most affected, you know, like the refugees. And as the Kiel Institute for the World Economy writes, Europe has clearly overtaken the United States in promised aid to Ukraine, with total European commitments now being twice as large. A main reason is the EU's new 50 billion euro Ukraine facility, but also other European countries have upped their support with new multi-year packages. Of course, we're not we, we can't go that far ahead in this. Case. For the first time since the start of the war, the U.S. is now clearly lagging behind. This is one of the results of the latest update of the Ukraine support tracker. Over the summer, the European Union has sent a clear signal by announcing a new 50 billion euro multi-year support package to be delivered between 2023 and 2027, which doubles total EU commitments. The EU's Ukraine facility is part of the EU's budget plans until 2027, showing a lasting commitment to support Ukraine. In addition to the new EU-level pledges, there have been important new multi-year commitments from individual European countries. In particular, a four-year military support package of Germany worth 10.5 billion euros through the year 2027. By the way, Norway's Nensen support program worth 6.6 billion euros over five years. Additional multi-year packages were committed by Denmark, the United Kingdom, Switzerland, Sweden, Portugal, and Lithuania. Beyond these multi-year plans, the Ukraine support tracker lists new short-term commitment increases from Europe, in particular by Germany, worth 619 million euros, and by the United Kingdom, worth 286 million euros. And by the way, just so we had an idea how much money that is, uh, one euro, by the way, currently today equals 1.06 US dollars. So not all that far off. Can I also, by the way, just point out how rich it is that the GOP is suddenly so interested in And how defense spending is spent. You heard me. This money comes from defense, right? And they've never had the appetite for wanting to audit the Pentagon. But now they have this appetite for wanting to get a paper trail on every penny spent in the name of defense. But this time because it's not the Pentagon solely involved. Speaking of aid, how about giving aid to the Palestinians and of course the Israelis as well. He covers that when Sean goes here.
2: My question to you is simple. It, Joe Biden wants to give $100 million to the Palestinians for humanitarian relief. Sounds great on paper. I have zero confidence one penny will make it to the Palestinian people because Hamas has been Forcing people to stay and pointing guns and shooting at the at the Palestinians that want to leave.
1: However, Israeli military folks have been also bombing exits from Gaza as well. Let's, can, I mean, listen. And I'm 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 going to get labeled uh, as an anti-Semite if I bring up that Israel has done anything wrong. I am, you know, what I'm not even going to bother defending myself from doing that. I I, I can't. I don't have to. I have met in fact I had friend I had lunch with one of my closest Jewish friends today. Uh, I'm going on a hike with that same Jewish person and another Jewish. And I hate to play these. Some of my friends are Jewish, but some of my friends are Jewish. I'm not an anti-Semite, okay? I have I believe a better understanding of the conflict in the Middle East than most Americans do. However, you can't say one thing, and and I'll even say this to some of the the pro Palestinian. You can't say one thing contrary about either side without being labeled overwhelmingly a one with a one thing or another. You're either uh, y- you know uh, anti Muslim or an anti Semite. If you and I'm caught in the middle here. I'm legitimately like I think most Americans are kind of caught in the middle here. Like historically. There is a case to be made that a two-state solution needs to be found, but we can't get these folks to get along with each other. And I don't believe that uh, denying them basic rights and treating them as second- or third-class citizens is actually going to bring about peace and partitions and apartheid or whatever you, however you want to label it it's not going to foster inhospitable, you know, coexistence. It's just not, it never has. It didn't work in South Africa. And again, I, I there, these are different kinds of apartheid, I guess, when you start using that term, but we got to stop talking about things in a, in a, in a binary way. You're either pro-Israel or you're pro-Palestinian. And I best guess I can be by the way, pro-Palestinian and anti-Hamas. I, in fact, I, I pointed this out a couple of days ago. Hamas exists because Israel sort of fostered Hamas existence because they were so against the PLO back then, Yasser Arafat and the gang, that they were kind of putting their thumb on the scales to allow for the creation of Hamas in the first place. Anyway, I just thought I I had to point out that, you know, by the way, the Palestinians trying to leave... I haven't really been given a whole lot of options when you're bombing gates, uh, f- you know, to, to, to the uh, to the exits heading to Egypt, which, by the way, doesn't seem to want to let folks in anyway. It's a damned if you do, done, damned if you don't scenario. So anyway, let me get back to Sean's question here.
3: Right. They use the Palestinians as, as uh, shields. They don't even provide the people with clean drinking water. We're supposed mm. to believe they're going to use U.S. Uh, aid for humanitarian purposes.
1: Hang on, by the way, the water thing is is Israeli thing as well, but, you know, facts don't exactly live on Fox News.
3: Count me as a skeptic, okay? We've got to be very careful about what we're doing there. You do not want to further empower the terrorist groups. Our heart goes out. The innocent Palestinian people, of course, as we do to anyone who's in a terrible situation like that. But we have to be very discerning in our policy and in our approach to this. And so that's why we're demanding, House Republicans are demanding more information from the White House so that we can help and make these critical decisions. Look, we're going to stand by Israel, but we have to be careful in how it's done.
2: What about the hundred million for humanitarian relief of the Palestinians?
3: I, I, I think it's a tough that. issue. I mean, we're, we're gonna have to see what that is tied to. And I'll tell you, the House Democrats, of course, are very resolute on that. And they try to portray us as being uncaring. Look, we care about that as well. But we have to be very careful that we're not f- further funding terrorist organizations that are trying to wipe israel off the map
1: listen by now we've all seen the memes that show how the israeli palestinian maps have looked since the 1940s to now right i i don't i i only i only see the disappearance happening on one side as far as anybody getting wiped off of maps i'm Again, I'm going to get labeled an anti this or a pro and I'm just calling it as I see it. And again, having paid attention to history and having continued to read beyond, you know, what I learned in ninth grade. (sighs) Anyway, before I get to the last clip, uh, let me uh, share some news that dropped earlier this afternoon regarding our dear friend George Santos, uh, the representative from New York. He pled not guilty today in federal court to 10 charges charges alleging that he stole donors' identities and ran up thousands of dollars in fraudulent charges on their credit cards, among other offenses. The New York Republican's attorney, Joseph Murray, entered the not guilty plea on behalf of his client. U.S. District Judge Joanna Siebert set a trial date for September 9th, 2024. Ooh, just before the election. So here's uh, Sean and our new Speaker of the House, uh, Mike Johnson, discussing George Santos and his
2: being in the House of Representatives still two congressmen in particular, a Democrat and a Republican, uh, George Santos, the Republican, he, many charges have, have been filed against him, and then the issue of congresswoman Tlaib um, and, and others, and this talk of censure yeah, and talk marjorie. of removal. Do you support either?
3: We're working through those issues. I'll tell you, I, I talked to um, uh, the, the authors of uh, some of these resolutions today that want to deal with that. Um, here's the reality, Sean. We have a four-seat majority in the house. Um, it, it is possible that uh, that number may be reduced even more in the, in the coming weeks and months and mm-hmm. so we'll have what may be the most razor-thin majority in the history of the Congress. Um, we have no margin for error. And so uh, George Santos is due due process, right? He is, uh, I, my understanding is I think he's appearing in a federal court uh, tomorrow. And uh, we have to allow due process to play itself out. Uh, that's what our system of justice is for. He's not convicted. He's, he's charged. Not convicted, he's charged. And so if we're going to expel people from Congress just because they're charged with a crime, then, um, you know, or accused, that, that's, a, that's a problem.
1: Okay, I guess Bob Menendez gets to stay as well. <clears throat> All right, so that's a, a good bit of the interview uh, with uh, Mike Johnson, the new Speaker of the House from the state of Louisiana, and uh, Sean Hannity. Our buddy from Fox News, fair and balanced. Okay, when we come back, we've got an op-ed to read from the AJC. Patricia Murphy penning this on the heels of Lieutenant Governor Burt Jones saying, Hey, let's give teachers an additional $10,000 if they'll take some firearm uh, safety training and then pack heat while in class. This sounds like a fantastically insipid idea, but... uh, Patricia Murphy pens something uh, a little bit more eloquent than I was able to compose <laughs> when speaking about that just now. So we have one more segment of the Ron show and we'll have that when we return here on the America one radio app, America one radio.com or wherever you podcast. Final segment of the Ron show for the week. And I want to thank you for however much of this week's show that you got to listen to. I do appreciate that. Skating op-ed in the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, Patricia Murphy writing the headline, Reading, Writing, and Packing Heat. She writes, of all the bad ideas that have come out of the state legislature lately, and there have been plenty, and she links some, Uh, Lieutenant Governor Burt Jones' proposal this week to pay teachers a $10,000 per year bonus to carry a gun in Georgia schools stands out as singularly alarming. She continues, Jones announced the idea at, of all places, an elementary school, surrounded by lawmakers, law enforcement officials, and the superintendent of Barrow County Schools. Jones said he'll be backing a new school safety, she puts in quotes, bill in the next legislative session. The legislation would create a grant program to pay for more school resource officers and stricter standards for school safety, which are both largely embraced in education communities. But Jones also said the grants could be used by school systems for, quote, training for people who are on staff here to make us better equipped. Although teachers have been allowed to carry guns in school since 2014, if their system opts into the idea, just three school systems in the state do. Jones' proposal would take that a step further by paying teachers $10,000 every school year to be armed at school After firearms training, essentially acting as quasi-security guards, Patricia Murphy continues. State Senator Clint Dixon, a Gwinnett County Republican, said the idea originated in Barrow County when the superintendent of schools told the senator he'd ideally like to have two school resource officers or certified armed security personnel per school to ensure student safety. But resource officers cost about $80,000 a year, y'all. So paying teachers to carry guns instead was presented Wednesday as a cheaper way to do the job. Gotta love fiscal conservatism. Look, if money was no object, it would be great if we could do that in every school system, Jones said, of having two officers per school. But we wanted to accommodate the school systems that want to take the initiative and take the state up on this offer. By the way, y'all, this is the same party that wants to take taxpayer funds out of public schools and dole them out to parents to send their kids to private schools if, of course, the vouchers would actually cover the private school tuition. So obviously that is just a handout to the families that can afford to pay that gap in tuition from the voucher to the t- Oh, yeah, and of course the transportation as well. Anyway, these are the same folks that want to defund public schools but also now want to throw some extra money at some teachers to carry guns because it would be cheaper than just paying two resource officers about $150,000 or $160,000 total per school. Uh, Back to Patricia Murphy. Others at the press conference stressed that the pay-to-pack program is entirely voluntary. If a teacher doesn't want to carry a gun, they don't have to. But that doesn't account for the many parents Patricia Murphy said she heard from this week who would not want their child in a classroom where the teacher is carrying a weapon. I don't even like my son's math teacher, one texted me, and I'm supposed to be okay with her having a gun? Patricia Murphy continues, Jones was a vocal proponent of the Parents' Bill of Rights during the last session, which lets parents review lesson plans and curriculum in their kids' schools because that's a great idea. not. He's also planning to propose a bill to require parental consent for kids to have accounts on social media, such as Instagram and TikTok. So I asked his office, Patricia said she did this now, whether parents would also have the right to opt out of a classroom with a gun in it if a school system opts into Jones' program. But instead of answering my question, a Jones spokeswoman twice asked me a different question Were parents allowed to opt their children out of classrooms that required masks? What COVID 19 protocols have to do with guns in schools, I'm not sure, but it does indicate that Jones' embrace of the idea is more about politics than policy. And Patricia gets to what I pointed out earlier this week. Although the lieutenant governor is still in the first year as the state's second in command, the jockeying has already begun amongst ambitious politicos in the state to replace Governor Brian Kemp when he leaves office in 2026. In a crowded Republican primary, there is no better issue to own than guns. Paying teachers to carry? It doesn't get more 2A than that, Patricia Murphy writes. As good as the politics might be for the idea in a Georgia GOP primary, what if Jones' proposal makes classrooms more dangerous instead of less? What if a student grabs a teacher's gun? What if a gun discharges by accident? Murphy writes, A survey of teachers nationwide conducted by the RAND Corporation found a majority think arming educators would make schools less safe, while 20% thought they would be safer. And that didn't cover the idea of paying teachers to do it, which I think, by the way, this is me talking, not Patricia, is an important thing to point out. Uh, The motivation of some extra cash, I mean, if you're already gung-ho in the first place, pardon the pun, the uh, allure of a little extra cash, and look, teachers are strapped for, again, pardon the pun, strapped for money, and usually... Expending out of pocket for school supplies as it is, so does that counterbalance? Well, you know, I've been paying out of pocket for all this bulletin board material before, arts and crafts materials and whatnot. Yeah, you know what? I'll go go take a gun safety course and, uh, you know, have one in the in in the file cabinet just in case. I mean, if if that's the motivation, that's not enough. Like I, I, you got to want somebody who's going to be duty bound to, uh, uh, you know, serve and protect. This sounds like a cop. Like you're asking a teacher who's already stretched thin with dealing with uh, discipline and uh, lesson planning and keeping the peace in the classrooms and the halls. And oh my gosh. Uh, also, of course, they do all the after school activity. Yeah, many of them do anyway. And, and now we're going to put them in a school resource officer mindset too? Yeah. Back to Patricia Murphy. At the same press conference, Jones was asked whether he is considering changes to gun laws in Georgia to prevent school shootings. (laughs) What silly reporter asked that. No, 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 we're not talking about that, he said. We're just talking about trying to protect the school systems right now. Murphy writes, the idea may be alarming, but it's not original. A recent Texas bill would have paid teachers $25,000 to be armed, quote, sentinels in schools. But the measure never passed the state Senate. Could it pass the Georgia Senate and House too? Hard to say since House Republican leadership had not heard about the idea until Jones' press conference Wednesday. We can reasonably assume Democrats aren't likely to get behind it. Here's a quote. Burt Jones is offering teachers a $10,000 bonus bribe if they buy a gun and take it to school with them. According to State Representative Mary Margaret Oliver of Decatur, writing on social media, He's kidding, right? She asks. I've never met a parent who didn't want their children to be safe in their classrooms, Patricia Murphy writes. So it would be welcome news if lawmakers could craft a more constructive approach to deal with the terrible reality of school violence that our children live with every day. Conflict resolution classes for students would be a great place to start since we hear over and over from law enforcement officials that they see the increase in gun violence accompanying a disturbing sense that Reaching for a gun is the new fistfight when teenagers are involved. Mental health funding. Here we go again with the mental health funding. We're not getting that, but they sure love reaching for it uh, as, as a crutch. You know, an idea anyway, instead of gun laws. Mental health funding, such as the legislation the state senate blocked at the end of the last legislative session, is also essential, as is funding trained resource officers where schools ask for them. But paying the Shakespeare teacher to be a part-time armed security guard just in case? Patricia Murphy writes, that's just politics. Quick pivot, and I only have about 40 seconds left, so I really hate to do this, but I thought I'd uh, share this tweet. Richard Belcher, former uh, Atlanta journalist, tweets last night, a couple of items of note about the APD Training Center. The law firm the city hired to review the petition has concluded 70,000 of the 116,000 signatures should be tossed. That leaves organizers 12,000 short. By the way, the 11th Circuit not hearing orals until uh, December, and the city just keeps on building in the meanwhile. And by the way, Alex Ip from the Xylem asks where he heard that from. Richard Belcher just says two city sources. I'm sure that will be a bone of contention when we return next week. Monday through Friday, 5 to 6 p.m. on the American 1 Radio app, america or wherever you podcast. Show notes for you at ronshowatl.com. Have a great weekend.